No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much and welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you straight talk and honest answers about how to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have some valuable information for you during the coming hour that could change your financial life for the better. My name is Jeff Shade and I'm just here to ask the questions. But the words of wisdom and solid advice come from the expert, Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How you doing today, Brian? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to hear it as always. I hope our listeners are doing well today too. Here we are together again in the radio, Brian, deep into the month of September. Hard to believe it, but less than four months before 2020 is in our rearview mirror. And I don't know about you, Brian, but I have never had a year like this in my life. And I certainly am hopeful that it's not going to be anything like this in 2021. It's just been the most amazing year. Nobody is ever going to forget 2020. My kids are always going to go, I was there. I was alive in that year, 2020, when everything changed. Even so, it seems like the year is going by really, really fast, even though I can really point to everything that happened all along the way. I remember so much from this year and, and all the twists and turns and everything, but it's amazing how quick it's gone. And part of that is, you know, my typical routine is I've, I've done some national speaking, flying around the country, gone on vacation here and there, done some, you know, visited lots of people. And now I'm just kind of stuck doing the exact same thing over and over and over. I'm sure everybody <laughs> listening going, I get what you're saying there. Yeah. They're kind of the same thing over and over. And oh my gosh, it's just such a weird year. I'm, I'm ready to see what next year brings. Yeah, I think next year is going to be pretty good. There are a lot of unanswered questions that hopefully we'll have some answers here in 2021. I've seen some talk on the internet that a virus vaccine is close. But, you know, when you think about it, we don't have a vaccine for AIDS yet. And that has been going on for 40 years. So there is a possibility that we may not get a vaccine for coronavirus, but just some sort of therapeutic. But I know one thing is for sure is that 2021 has no chance of being as bad as 2020 has been. But, you know, this coronavirus has caused a lot of 
changes in the economy. And particularly, you know, I was thinking about the airline industry, too. They're trying to come back here. They're making a lot of changes to invite people to come back and fly the friendly skies, so to speak. And there are some airlines, Alaska Airlines, I understand, is not charging for changes anymore. But the big shift is going to be in travel. Business travel isn't going to be there like it used to be because you can do all of these Zoom meetings. We hope that leisure travel picks up again. What do you think about the future of the travel industry and hospitality in general? And is that an area that we used to invest in, but maybe we should shy away from now and in the future? Yeah, big area of concern there because even if you have an airline flight and you say, okay, people are sitting in every other seat. Okay, great. Well, they're still losing money on that flight. Airlines don't make it on 50% occupancy. If you see a restaurant and they're sitting at every other table, well, they're still losing money because restaurants don't make it at 50% capacity during their busiest time. They make it at barely, sometimes, you know, barely make it at 100% capacity. So how are they going to, you know, make any money if they're only 50%? So they're just hanging on. And if we have to be 50% capacity in travel entertainment restaurants and all of that for the long term a lot of them just can't potentially survive that also there's been a shift in commercial real estate too i mean some people were furloughed and so they weren't occupying that office space now they've been permanently discharged and there are a lot of commercial buildings that are sitting empty again does this affect the way that we want to look at investing in real estate particularly commercial real estate oh yeah but that's been a trend that's gone on for a while even before COVID. i mean people would say oh, you know I'm a little nervous about investing in shopping centers and office buildings. Well, of course you are. (laughs) I was having this conversation for years prior to COVID. So it's like, why wouldn't you be? You know, we were already starting that trend. We just, you know, supercharged it. But uh, we we already knew Amazon and and what the big box, you know, the Sears and the Pennies and all of that, Kmart's and all. We already saw that coming a long time ago. We saw uh, less and less need for office space a long time ago. So that, that just, again, that just kind of made it supercharged. Now, the, I think the int- most interesting real estate trend that I'm noticing is how suburbs, the prices of housing are really hot, really going up in suburbs because a lot of people thought they had to live close to their job in the cities. And now if they don't have to commute, then they're saying, well, why am I living here in a little apartment? And near downtown when I could have a nice house in the suburb and just come in once in a while. So I've noticed a a big shift in in how the list a house 20 miles outside of Seattle and the thing is you got three offers on it in the first two hours typically. And I think we're setting up for some bidding wars. At least that's the way it was in California when I lived there. I mean, you would list a house for $400,000. Nobody bid $400,000. It was always 410, 420, 430. The highest bidder won the house there. I want to talk about the stock market a little bit here. You know, it's closed at record highs as of last Tuesday, at least a week ago Tuesday. It closed at a record high. And this is despite the backdrop of historic job losses, bankruptcy, shrinking corporate profits. How do these two not be connected? I mean, are investors just saying, never mind, I that's just not for me what's going on in the economy right now. We're going to go ahead and invest in the stock market. Well, yeah, there's a lot of factors to that because 70% of the economy is driven by consumers. Now, you're saying, well, gosh, consumers didn't have as much to spend. Well, actually, a lot of them did. And a lot of them had more than normal because of the unemployment benefits were more than what they were getting paid when they were working. And so that becomes something right there. We, we borrowed trillions of dollars. We gave it to people. They spent it, went into the economy. The economy dropped substantially, the GDP. But people were spending money. But the problem is that that money is not going to be repeatable. 
And so we kind of pushed it off, and that was the intent of that, was to just push it off until hopefully we had gained some normalcy. Now the other part of that is when we're comparing the stock market to the economy, there is a kind of a disconnect happening right now because I can tell you how the S&P 500, it's almost like the who pays the taxes. The top 1%, the five companies, your, your Microsoft, Apple, Google, Amazon, Netflix, those kinds of companies, they account now for a quarter of the entire index. So 25, you know, 1% of the companies are 25% of the index. So the index is fine because those companies are killing it. And people are buying those shares and driving their prices way up because they think they're going to do great post-COVID. So you, you don't have a market that's up, actually. It's a weird thing to, because if you take out that one, maybe the top 5% of the, the biggest 5% of the companies, and you just look at the remaining 95% of the S&P 500, they're not up. They're down. And so it's a really, you, you got to get into the, the numbers. We're being buoyed by those five stocks. If you don't have those five stocks, you're probably not up. If you have them, you're probably up. If you only have them, you're way, way up, you know? So it's, it's interesting to look at the nuances of that because we throw it into these big averages. Well, the S&P's up this amount. Well, boy, it's the haves, the have-nots, the really haves, the really have-nots, and everything in between. So it's, it's, a, it's not a simple uh, answer to your question there. Brian, I am reading that higher stock prices during recessions aren't unusual. Stocks have risen during seven of the past 12 recessions, going back to World War II with a median advance of 5.7%. And this past jump here in the stock market a week ago, Tuesday, that was led by the tech sector. What can we make of this? Is the tech sector really just the sector that we should be looking at in terms of uh, purchasing stock in the future? Or should we be looking at other opportunities? Well, you know, when it comes to stock market investing, you can get lured in at the wrong time. It's really good at that. It'll lure you in in 1999. You look at all your friends are killing it in the dot-com market, and finally you put in a half of your, your money in the dot-coms, and three months later, the whole thing crashes to the ground. I noticed that last week when the market had a really huge day, all tech stocks and every, every article is tech, tech, tech. That's what you want. Keep doing it. The very next day, it had a big plunge. And so, ooh, and now, you know, people go, oh, darn it, I, I just can't buy one thing, and expect it to go up forever. I mean, even some of the companies I've been looking at, their valuations or Apple, for instance, it's still might be a great investment. But at the beginning of the year, it was trading at under 20 times earnings, and now it's closer to 40 times earnings. Same stock, but it's not the earnings that's driving it. It's, it's investors buying it, the demand for the stock that's driving it. And you look at some of the other companies like Amazon, their, their price earnings ratios are, are or Tesla, I mean, it defies logic. Other than we think Amazon's going to make a lot more money, but I don't know how many more cars Tesla can sell to account for their, you know, I don't know, thousand times earnings, whatever they're trading at, they're going to have to maybe create new industries, which I know they're working on. So it's a real bet on the future when you're buying these stocks at these lofty prices. I'm not saying they're not good buys, certainly, but it is risky business buying in uh, after something's gone way up. But it's also risky to ignore them because could have said this the last uh, 10 years on these stocks, that they, they were lofty, but they kept going up. And so uh, that's, you know, that is, I guess, why we diversify. Unless you're just all about growth, then, then go for it. But, you know, we, we can't count on one sector going up indefinitely, I think is my, my point here. 
Well, we've all heard the old adage, buyer beware, and still there are some challenges ahead that could threaten the stock market's latest rally, including a second coronavirus wave followed by simmering U.S.-China trade tensions, the upcoming presidential election in November. So there are some challenges out there to look for. I think probably a good strategy is to have a comprehensive plan. And of course, for our listeners today, they know that you can get a complimentary, no cost, no obligation plan from Madrona Financial. To get yours, call 844-MADRONA, 844-MADRONA. It's an opportunity for you to get your first plan. If you've already got a plan, you can get a second or a third look. Once again, that number, 844-MADRONA. You can also check out the website and request your plan online at madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to take a quick break, Brian. We'll be right back with more of our show right after this. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. At Madrona Financial Services, we help people finance their retirement so they can spend their time living life instead of worrying about it. The fact of the matter is, your portfolio will likely need to last about 30 years or more. And the sooner you do something about it, the better off you can be. So if you're not 100% sure that your plan is rock solid, call us today at 844-MADRONA for a review. It's super easy. We'll ask you a bunch of questions to find out what's most important in your life and what makes you happy. Next, we'll review your current plan, and then our team will strategize on ways to make your portfolio, your tax strategy, your use of Social Security, and an estate plan better suited for you. At Madrona Financial Services, we want your retirement to be about living life, and we'll sweat the small stuff for you. Call us today for your free review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us at madronafinancial.com. Hi, this is Brian Evans, president of Madrona Financial Services. As a CPA and wealth manager, I've had lots of clients who owned highly appreciated real estate. And when it was time to sell that property, they all ran into the same problem, a huge tax bill. Up to now, some of their only options were to either follow the strict requirements of a 1031 exchange for another property or pay the hefty tax on the gain. We have access to another option to help our clients. It's called a DST. With a DST, you can still receive the benefits of property ownership like passive income, but you won't be responsible for all the debt or management. And best of all, a DST may meet the qualifications for your 1031 exchange. Now you can potentially defer the tax hit on your highly appreciated property and still get the benefits of investing in real estate. Call us today at 844-MADRONA to learn more about our DST program or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about how to become a multimillionaire, 14 things to do, reading from an article written by Benjamin Hardy from Inc.com. This is an interesting article here, Brian, and, you know, I used to want to become a millionaire. And a million dollars these days, when you really think about it, just really doesn't go that far, does it? No, not at all. I remember specifically as a kid, I was like, okay, what does it take to be a millionaire someday? And <laughs> and I did the math, and I thought, okay, my dad makes, and we didn't quite make that much, 20000 a year. He was, I think, 17000 a year. And I went, wait a second, if you never spent any of it, it'd take you 55 years to get there. 
no one could be a millionaire. My dad has a great job. He's a teacher. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> you know, befuddled by this. I'm saying, how could anybody ever be a millionaire? And now, you know, as an adult, I'm saying, if somebody comes to me with a million, I got a million dollars for retirement, and I'm, you know, 60 years old. I'm going, ooh, I, okay, do you have anything else? Do you, you, know, do you have a pension? Do you have something, you know, it's, it's, it's not the same anymore. You know, being a millionaire is almost expected in retirement for a lot of people. And, and now, so that's why I thought, well, why not talk about how to become a multimillionaire? Because certainly if you're listening to this and, and you're a little bit younger, being a millionaire in 20, 30 years is not going to do it for you. So let's talk about being a multimillionaire. Yeah, I think that would be a good goal. I mean, the fellow who's got a million dollars at age 60, he's got to figure that if he is going to live to be 90, he's got 30 years of retirement. A million's just not going to go that far. There's a quote here that says, the greatest reward in becoming a millionaire is not the amount of money that you earn. It's the kind of person that you have to be to become a multimillionaire. And that is from a fellow named Jim Rohn. Now, I don't know who Jim Rohn is, but I'm sure as we go on here, we can find out what that quote is all about. Number one, Brian, you've told me this before, invest at least 10% of your income in yourself. Yeah, in fact, I've had the opportunity, I've got a lot of work being done in my house right now, and uh, the young men that are, and women that are working on the house, I've you know held court a few times, like I like to do in my mentorship, and one of them was like, oh, I'm going to, boy, you're really inspiring me to invest, and in, uh, what, what should I buy, what should I buy, and this is exactly what I told them. Invest in yourself. You know, in the biblical passage, don't give somebody a fish. Teach them how to fish. They can catch fish the rest of their life. And so it, it really comes down to that is invest in yourself because that's, that's the gift that could keep on giving throughout your life, uh, whether it's your career or just your quality of life or many other ways. Yeah, that's been the best investment I think I have made in my future has been investing in my education, investing in tools to help me do my job better, and the rest just takes care of itself. So the first one is investing in yourself. One that we didn't throw in there, and it may not be part of this 14 rules, is to pay yourself first. I mean, when the bills come in, you should be your toughest creditor, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Proper money management is critical on that. But I, I did also want to say, you know, it's investing in yourself. There are studies out there that would indicate for a lot of people, your investment is not, you know, oh, what would I get if I invest in myself? 10% a year, 20% a year? Well, a lot of cases, they say you might get 100 times what you put in. Mm-hmm. So if you if you really invest in yourself and and the the skill sets or or classes that you need or or the certifications you need and so forth and you go oh boy but that's going to cost me five thousand dollars well you might turn in that into five hundred thousand over your lifetime and so yeah it, the investments can be phenomenal because a lot of people say oh gosh I missed out on Microsoft I missed out on Amazon well this could be a similar re- rate of return on investment just investing in yourself. Ways to become a multimillionaire. We're talking about the 14 ways in this particular article. Number two is invest at least 80% of your off time into learning. Yeah, if you invest most of your off time into watching reruns of Seinfeld, (laughs) uh, it's a great show. It's funny, but if that's all you do or playing video games all night long and, and whatever, you know, stuff that's not really investing into learning or or moving the rock forward, then you're probably not going to, you know, it's going to be tougher to be a multimillionaire someday. If you are spending off time, not all of it, but certainly, but uh, have some balance, I don't know if it's 80% of your off time, but it's, you know, some kind of balance, 
that even when you're not working or, or whatever, you're you're maybe learning something. You're, you're learning stuff about finances if your job isn't in finance. You're learning stuff about uh, the world around you. You're, you're learning your craft. You're learning things that you're interested in. You're learning something that's important as opposed to just time eaters that you know we, we kind of get into, especially with the, the society is now. If you spend your whole night on Facebook, I, I don't think you're going to learn a whole lot. I mean, I'm not saying never use Facebook, but don't, you know, six hours at a time, that might be a little much. Yeah, in case in point, I mean, a personal story about this, I was on the radio in New York City when I was young, and I was on the radio for three hours a day. I had another five, six hours that I could have done something else, but I spent the other time just recreating, thinking that, wow, this is just, this is a great job. I'm going to go and become a millionaire. Didn't work out that way. This is a lesson learned the hard way, and now when I do have free time, I read books about finance or annuities or anything I get my hands on. Funny you say that because I I was thinking about, you know, are what you eat well, right it's also you know garbage in garbage out if if you're you know watching junk media or just junk and that's all you do well there's not going to be a whole lot of growth internally from all of that too so you are how you spend your time yeah i was going to say i'm reading uh, books like heads i win tails you lose it's a great book but it really does forward my thinking and it does help me to do things such as this radio show the next one here is don't work for money work to learn explain that one a little bit well i'll go back to my discussion with some of the people that were working on my house, I told them, you know, in my 20s and 30s, I could have easily made a lot more money and it was tempting. I could have gone into, oh, I was an accountant CPA and it's a hard job and you learn, I learned a lot, but I could have gone into private accounting and got a job as an assistant controller or eventually controller. I would have made good money and I would have done the same set of books, the same monthly closings for the rest of my life. Uh, because that's what it, you know what it would have been essentially for me, and that just didn't appeal to me. Although I would have made more money, so I said, you know, instead of that, I'm just going to not make as much money for 20 years and really learn my craft and really go for it at the end of that, or as I went along, and and that actually happened. And so I was working to learn my craft, not to maximize money in the moment. Now, you know, there were things I, I w- you wish I'd known that I could have done a little differently. I would have gotten here a little quicker, <laughs> sure. And I try and, you know, help other people with that mentoring and, and so forth to help them learn what, what I hadn't learned in my earlier years. But I absolutely believe in this one. Uh, don't work just for, oh, oh you're going to give me a dollar more? Well, think about the implications of that and what you're going to learn or not learn over the upcoming years. And another one I want to throw in here, Brian, boy, we're adding to this list of 14 here, is in this book, Heads You Win, Tails You Lose, it talks about the fact that you are the average of the five people that you associate with most. And an analogy to that would be, you know, if you're fat and you want to lose weight, you don't hang around with fat people. You hang around with people who are thin. And this has really been true for me personally. I mean, the five people that I associate with most, you included, have helped me tremendously. What do you think about that theory? Yeah, I think it's more than five people. I've been thinking about that. You told me that a week ago and been thinking about that and sharing it with other people. And I shared it with my son. I mean, and then some of these five people aren't even in his life yet. You know, he'll, he'll meet a meet a gal someday. Right. Maybe he'll find Jesus, you know, or whatever. You know, the, that could be one of those people mm-hmm. and be a pretty good role model there, I suppose. I was talking to, I hate to keep bringing it up, with one of my contractor guys. And he was saying, you know, that I've noticed that. I've been doing that. I've been hanging out. 
you know, he, he likes to do singing, so he's hanging out with people that want to, you know, break out that way. He's got a successful uncle he told me about. He's been hanging out with more. He's got, you know, his mom and, and different, you know, he's definitely uh, uh, paying attention at work there, his boss and, and people he works with. And so, you know, more positive influence than it sounds like he had had in the past. And he says, really things look like I got hope that I never had before. And, and uh, I, I see this over and over. So I, I think it could be five people. It could be more than five. I don't know the number. But uh, definitely people that you associate with and, and hang out with are going to have a big influence on who you are. That is exactly right. And I think that that is so true. Think about the five people that you associate with most or even the 10 people that you associate with most. I mean, if you want to become wealthy, you don't hang around with broke people. Not that the broke people aren't nice people, but you know, you don't take investment advice from your broke brother-in-law. So think about that was a really, really powerful one there. And I wanted to throw that one in a little bit too. We're talking about the 14 things that you can do to become a multimillionaire. Not a millionaire, but a multimillionaire, because of course, a million dollars, take the taxes away from that. and You don't have any million dollars at all. Another interesting stat, Brian, is the fact that, you know, when you really think about it, most people spend 50% of their income in their life on taxes. It's not just income tax, but it's sales tax, it's excise tax, it's gas tax, it's all the taxes there too. So anyway, these are some great pieces of advice that I think that people can take from this show today and use it to become a multimillionaire. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. Once again, if you would like a complimentary financial plan, no cost, no obligation, you know the number, 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A, also online at madronafinancial.com. Time for another break. Brian will be right back with more after this. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. The news of the day sounds bleak. Schools are canceled, travel plans have been canceled, sports are canceled. But good news, your retirement has not been canceled. At Madrona Financial Services, we are focused on the big picture and don't engage in fear-based decision-making. We know this too shall pass, and the future will hold tremendous opportunity. But you need to make sure your nest egg is safe from market volatility today, because you don't get a second chance at retirement. If you're unsure about the safety of your retirement income or your exposure to market volatility, you must take action today. Start by registering for our complimentary webinar, Keep Calm and Retire On, available now by registering at madronafinancial.com. We'll explain what's happening in the financial world and discuss strategies you can put in place to help your portfolio weather this storm. Don't make decisions based on fear and misinformation. It's time to be confident in your financial team and retirement strategy. Register for our complimentary webinar, Keep Calm and Retire On, available now at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. The word volatile is rarely used when describing something desirable. It's usually not associated with pleasant outcomes and doesn't sound very appealing unless you're describing a roller coaster or some other thrill ride. And when it comes to your retirement plan, volatile is the last word you want to hear when talking about your nest egg. At Madrona Financial Services, we like to focus on other words when it comes to retirement planning. Words like predictability, opportunity, and security. And while we may live in volatile times, there are strategies that you could be using right now to lessen or even possibly eliminate its impact on your portfolio. If you're concerned about your exposure to market volatility, call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA to schedule your complimentary review. We'll perform a risk analysis of your current portfolio and then discuss the ways we can help you achieve your retirement goals without taking unnecessary chances with your nest egg. Take back control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial 
Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit us at madronafinancial.com. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona Bundle of Services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to continue our discussion about the 14 ways to become a multimillionaire, an article from Benjamin Hardy for Inc.com. And Brian, boy, this is sort of a life coach show today a little bit here. A lot of times we talk about the X's and O's and how you can get to retirement and your financing. But I like this topic here. This is very interesting to me. Next one is don't learn for entertainment. Learn to create more value. Yeah, I do know people in my life that would do really good on Jeopardy because they know facts and figures about everything not very important. (laughs) Nothing that could ever help them in their job, in their career, make any money or anything. And that's fine. You know, I'm not here to criticize everybody. I just say, if you want to be a multimillionaire, though, and that's what this show is about. If you don't care about that, then, you know, great. I think it's kind of cool that you know all the answers, all these questions and all these different topics. But if you want to be a multimillionaire, you've got to learn to create value. you got to spend some of that off time reading books you wouldn't normally want to read, including ones that I wrote, perhaps. You know, I think it's a lot more fun watching Jeopardy than reading you know, my, the complete book of retirement. But I'm <laughs> sure that people read the complete book of retirement probably get a little bit more insight on how to have more money later than life than they do watching Jeopardy. So there's the trade-off. That's funny, Brian, because in my hands, I have the complete book of retirement. How ironic is that? <laughs> I want to add another one to the list here, Brian. Boy, we're making this list more than 14. It'll be about 15, 16, 17 by the time we get done with this. But this is another one that I thought of. You know, when you help other people make money, you make money as well, don't you? Absolutely. I'll tell you what, one of the things people ask me in my industry, they're kind of intimidated sometimes because, you know, being a CPA, they, they might be a, just a financial advisor and know about mutual funds, ETFs, and annuities. And then they hear me talk and they're going, and they, they honestly ask me, how do you know so much? And I said, well, part of it's because I was, you know, I own a CPA firm. But another big part of that has been, I've been having to talk about this on the radio every week for six and a half years. And I couldn't just rest on my laurels and go, well, I'm a good sales guy. I think I'll just go out there and sell. I have to be up on things. I have to know stuff. I have to think about things. And as I think about things, I got smarter because I had to. <laughs> because I can't come on this show and be a dummy saying the same thing. Well, I guess I could. I've, I've heard some shows that, that yeah. say the same thing every week, over and over, <laughs> year after year. I'm like, yeah. I'm not the best radio out there. <laughs> and so I have to have some fresh stuff, which means i got to keep working on it. So I think in, in a roundabout answer to your question, yeah, that absolutely does does make a difference. Well, think about this, Brian. I mean, over the years, what is the purpose of Madrona Financial to help people make money? You've helped a lot of people make money, retire successfully, securely. But as a consequence of that, too, Madrona Financial has made more money. Bauer Evans has made more money. And then you have made more money. So I think that's case in point right there. You've helped people make more money. You make more money. And that is a very, very good attitude. Let's get back to the script here. 
here, so to speak, Brian. Not so much a script as it is an article. Number five, invest at least 10% of your income into vehicles that will generate money. And by vehicles, we don't mean a 72 Dodge Dart. Well, that's funny you say that because I, during the break, I mentioned that. Uh, what kind of vehicle are they talking about? Uh, a Vega? A Porsche? Then you, I think you mentioned a car. What was it? Yeah, I think it was about a 7072 Plymouth Cuda, you know, convertible one of seven or something like that. When you see these Barrett Jackson auctions on TV, sometimes a car like that will come across the block. There aren't that many of them, but, you know, they sell for multi millions of dollars. Had you invested your money into that Cuda back in those days, yeah, it would be worth a million and a half, two million dollars, but you would have had but to have kept it in pristine condition. Case in point there, because I could have done one of two things. I could have figured out what car it was going to be, which I wouldn't have. But let's say I was lucky enough to have a future value guide and, oh, I got to buy this car. It's going to be worth a million and a half dollars someday. Instead of going to college and investing in myself, like we talked about in this article, I took that money and bought that car and hung on to it. And now it's worth a million and a half. And I could say, wow, I'm the winner. But let's say (laughs) that your twin brother said, well, I didn't buy that car. I bought a college education and my name is Brian. I'm sitting here on the radio. I can pretty much guarantee you I've made more than a million and a half dollars over all these years from my education and my background, which allowed me to become a CPA, which allowed me to become an investment advisor and personal financial specialist, etc. So actually, the vehicle was my education in my case. And I made a lot more money than even if I'd picked out the right car instead of paying for my college education. And think about this, too. That car is an asset. You can't live on assets. You've got to live on income. And also, for every seller, there's got to be a buyer. So, you know, that's a fun thing to look at and think about. But, yeah, you really should be investing in vehicles that will pay you. And, of course, one of the best vehicles that you can purchase is an education and the tools, of course, too. Number six, Brian, is shift your motivation from getting to giving. Well, you mentioned this one earlier to me because I it was curious when you said, you know, my, my job is to, well, what's the name of the show? Growing Your Wealth. Right. And, you know, my job is to help people grow their wealth. I don't sit there and talk to somebody and go, how can I make money off this conversation? I mean, my whole, everything in my heart and soul and, and what comes out of my mouth is about How can you make money? How can you be better? How can you get the answers to the questions, make decisions, help you analyze the pros and cons of everything? What are the implications tax-wise, investment-wise, risk-wise, so forth? I I do that for a living. And so I I don't sit there and think about, did I make money today? It doesn't even cross my mind as to all of that. That'll work itself out. And because that's my spirit... That's you know has completely worked itself out. I manage hundreds of millions of dollars now, and you know I have roughly thirty employees. I'm a national coach. All these things, and so because my my focus was on giving really solid advice, it wasn't getting a commission or something. That was never my focus ever in my career. Fourteen steps to becoming a multimillionaire. That's what we're talking about here today on growing your wealth. Number seven, Brian, openly acknowledge how dependent you are on other people. Yeah, it does take a village if you're going to make you know something work. You can't. It's tough to be a multimillionaire by yourself with no input, no mentorship, no investment, no collaborators, no people coming alongside that can help uh, steer you the right direction. You know, you might one of the sayings I love is, you know, you might climb your way to the top, and when you get to the top of the ladder, you look around, you go, darn it, I put it up against the wrong wall. 
Mm-hmm. And so you need people to kind of point that stuff out. You need you need cor- course corrections throughout your life. I need them today. I'll need them in 10 years from now. And so I'm absolutely dependent on people around me to do their job. If I go on, uh, take a few days off, I know that 30 people are going to work work hard and do do what they need to do. I don't have to check it. I know that they're doing it. So, And I value these people, and they know it. And so that's another part of it. You, you, you may be dependent on other people, but you need them to know it, and you need to show it. You need to pay them right. You need to treat them right. You need to give them opportunities and all of that, too. So there's a lot that goes into this, but that's certainly, you know, the difference between a leader and a follower. And if there's a, a segment on how to become a multimillionaire, you don't have to be a leader. Everybody listening does not have to be this way. However, if you are, you probably have a more likely chance to become a multimillionaire. Yeah, and I think everyone needs a mentor. You've been a great one to me. So look for mentors out there, people who want to create a win-win situation. And that is the next one. Create a win-win strategic partnership to achieve 10 times or 100 times goals. Everything should be about win-win. Every Everything in business should be about win-win. If it's win-lose, word's going to get around and you're probably going to fail quicker than you, you, you can believe. If everything's a win-win, then people want to be around you. They want to do business with you. They, they know that whatever you're associated with goes up. I have so many clients that are win-win people. I mean, they're just phenomenal. Everybody knows, oh, man, if I, if I get to work with this person, I'm going to come out ahead. He, he's got the golden touch. He's going to come out ahead. Everybody's going to win. It's going to be great. I'm going to learn things and, and, and all of that. And so these strategic partnerships can leverage what you're doing and how you're doing it, how much money you're making and, you know, all these different things. So collaboration, you know, early in life, I didn't have money, but I had skills. And so I collaborated with my friend who had some money. We bought a rental house. You know, that was a win-win. There's, there's a, you know, when I bought my business from Bob Bauer, the second half that I bought from him was valued at four times what the first half was. And so I paid him four times as much, but that was a win-win because my half was worth four times as much too by that. Right. And so these are the ways that we can achieve growth to be, to hit our goals. Yeah, I think that's one thing that a lot of people forget in business is creating a win-win situation. They're interested in taking but not giving. They're interested in them winning but not their clients or their consumers winning. And that is a recipe for disaster. Create a win-win situation. We're talking about the 14 things that you need to do to become a multimillionaire. You don't necessarily have to do all of them, but if you do all of them, I think your chances are going to be much greater. And it all points to the fact that, you know, we used to want to become a millionaire. Well, a million dollars doesn't go that far anymore, especially in retirement when the chances of you living 30 years or more after you retire is probably pretty great with medical technology and all of that. So if you want to be successful in retirement, and by successful, I mean not running out of money, being comfortable, the biggest thing that you can do is get yourself a financial plan. And of course, we're offering it again free of charge here today on our show. To get yours, call 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. When you call that number, you schedule an appointment. You can sit down with one of the advisors here at Madrona Financial Services, again, at no cost whatsoever. Ask your particular questions. You'll get the answers that you need 
need to get you to and through retirement. Again, it's 844-MADRONA, also online at madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. We're going to take a quick break, Brian, and continue our discussion on the 14 steps you need to take to become a multimillionaire when our show continues after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Time for today's edition of Growing Your Wealth, presented by Madrona Financial. Here's Brian Evans. We are currently in a time of historically very, very low interest rates. And one of the things that I advise people to do is let's take an analysis of what we think we should be doing regarding those low interest rates. And it's changed. You just go back one year, the good old days, 2019. You remember when we could go to a ball game, play basketball ourselves, or go on an airplane or go to a restaurant, you know, the good old days. Well, rates were even much higher back then. And now they're so, so very low. And so one of the first things I would consider is make sure that you have looked at all of your debt and consider a refinance. There are mortgages that are under 3%. This could save you a ton of money and it's not that much work to do to find a mortgage person to help you with that. Another thing, if you're a young person and you're renting, you might do the math and look at what's out there and you might find out that you would be able to buy and your payment isn't any higher than your rent payment is. Now I know prices have gone up and sometimes we need some help with down payments and maybe Maybe there's different strategies for how to get some finance down payment from different organizations or even family members on that. But the interest rates being so low, if you can lock those in long term, what a great way to, to make sure you have something later on. Other things, if you are in a real estate investor, again, interest rates being so low, certainly if you have higher net worth, we can do premium financing where we use insurance products on a finance basis to create either a legacy that's tax-free or cash flow in retirement that's income tax-free. And that was Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Madrona Financial. Investments, retirement, taxes, and legacy. MadronaFinancial.com. Get your free copy of Brian's latest book, The Complete Book of Retirement. It covers everything from the basics of retirement planning to passive real estate investing. Arm yourself with information and take control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for your free copy or visit MadronaFinancial.com. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to finalize our discussion on the 14 ways to become a multimillionaire. And Brian, we're up to number nine here. Number nine is set your goals and face your fears. Yeah, I think it's actually set 10x goals. I've heard this before. I remember hearing it and I was you know, early in my career as a financial advisor and I was like, are you nuts? I'm, I'm already doing X amount per year. I could never do 10x that. And I think today I'm doing above 10x that. And so that's, the, it's shocking if you have a goal and, and I'm not saying it's always achievable, but pretty sure if you if you do have uh, high goals, your your likelihood of getting close to that is much better than if you don't have a goal at all. And so set those goals that that you that are way above what you think they could be. And often that's going to be very scary. You'll need to create more and fail more over and over. But you'll have and there'll be ideas that scare you. But you know, scary work is often the most profitable and valuable. 
Yeah, instead of your goal being making $5,000 a month, make your goal making $50,000 a month. You may not make that fifty, but it sure is whatever you make. In excess of $5,000 is better than just settling for five. So don't settle for less. The next one, boy, I really, really love this one. This is so true. Get really, really good at marketing. Yeah, I, I think I, I would be in that boat. That's a differentiator for me. There's a lot of people in the Puget Sound who, I've heard you on the radio, I think, and, I'll, and I, I do this all the time to them. I say, oh, welcome back to the show, I'm Brian. And you know, I started going, into, yeah, yeah, that's you. <laughs> that's you. Give me an autograph. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I came up as a CPA. Marketing was against our code of ethics. We couldn't even do it when I started being a CPA. And then, you know, most of the firms that I ran into, they had an annual marketing budget of about $300. It was their yellow page ad and those white business cards that yeah. they carry around with their name on it and a phone number. And so that was it. And so I remember sitting at my office, it was about 10, 15 years ago, and thinking to myself, you know, I've met a lot of financial advisors and they, they really don't know all the stuff I know, but they're killing it. And I'm sitting here in Everett, no one knows who I am. Nobody knows me and I can't give advice to people I'm not meeting with. There's something wrong with this. And the missing part was marketing. So now people know who I am. They read my books, they see my blogs, they hear me speak, they listen to my radio, see me on TV, whatever it is. And so that was a big key to my success. Yeah, marketing is nothing more than making your work easier to find and use. People aren't magically going to appear and buy your stuff. I mean, if you've got a pizza joint or something and it's uh, in an, on an off street, I mean, you got to market. People aren't going to just happen by and come in. And that is the, probably, I think, one of the biggest mistakes that people make in opening a business or maintaining a business is that they fail to put marketing towards the top of the list there. I think it should be almost as important as the electricity in running a business. So learn marketing become very, very good at it. Next one, Brian, is don't focus on time and effort. Focus on results instead. Yeah, keep your eye on the prize, I think is the best way to say that. You got a goal in mind and keep going towards it. It's going to be a grind. If things were easy that paid well, everybody would do it. And so, obviously, uh, you gotta you got to grind it out. you got to be a bit of a honey badger and just keep going. And so, uh, that's a big difference between an entrepreneur and an employee. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people say, oh my gosh, that's going to take me five days or it's going to take me five weeks. It's going to be a lot of work. I don't know if I can do that. But if you focus on what's going to happen, if you put in that work, how successful that you might be, the money that you might make, the better life that you create for yourself and your loved ones, then it all becomes worth it. So don't focus on your time. Focus on results instead. Now, the next one is shift your environments regularly. What do they mean by that? Yeah, and that, that can kind of coincide with the marketing I mean, there is no holy grail to marketing. There isn't uh, this radio show or my, my blogs or my books or my speeches or, or whatever. It's, it's or referrals even. It's, it's all the things combined, and you never know what's going to work. So keep trying different things. Uh, my media company and I are always trying something different. Once in a while, they work. <laughs> Once in a while, they just don't. So it's just, just keep trying things. So that shift your environments regularly. Let's go up to define wealth and success for yourself. Wealth and success mean different things to different people, don't they, Brian? Oh, absolutely. This is, you know, if you want to be a multimillionaire, as we started this show, the, the real question is, you know, what kind of person can you become while you're trying to find the goal of being a multimillionaire. And if you instigate some of the things we talked about today, they weren't self-centered. They weren't about me, me, me and, and you know, win-lose scenarios and all of that. It was the opposite of that. 
It's make the people around you better as you're going along and, and focus on that. Make yourself better. And the money will come, but you got to set goals that are realistic that are in the area that where you can succeed and make the money you want to make or, or do the career goals you want to have. Having a lot of money does not make you happy. I have plenty of clients that I would attest to that. But, uh, you know, life is a, a process. It's a, it's a journey, not just a destination. Ooh, I won. I'm 80 years old and I got $10 million. la di da Do I know anybody? I don't want to be the guy at the end of The Godfather, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny that you should mention that. I hadn't thought about that in a long time here, though, too. But I think, as you said, wealth depends upon how you value wealth, what it means to you. I know some people who do not have a lot of money, but I would consider them to be wealthy because they have the other things in life that they consider wealth. I mean, money can buy you a house, but it can't buy you a home. Money can buy you companionship, but, you know, it can't buy you a soulmate. So think about what wealth and success means to you. Last one here is have a firm stand because it becomes your brand. Yeah, as we talked, it's it's about who you are as a person and who you want to be as a person. And as weird as it sounds, you know, how to become a multimillionaire. It's, it's really about all the other things, uh, the attributes that you possess to get there that are more important than how many zeros are on your bank statement in the end. And so, you know, who you are, uh, you know, make yourself the best yourself you can be, that you chased your goals and aspirations and dreams and all of that, and that they were able to come true at some level for you. That, that is in line with your own goals. Brian, how would you describe the brand that Madrona Financial is? I know that you've created this company. It's now almost 30 years old, but how would you describe your brand to those people listening to us today? Yeah, I'd say that the biggest thing is how we can truly help other people. Uh, and, and anybody, that's a cliche. Anybody can say that. But what did I do differently about that? Well, I've been traveling the country. I'm a, you know, as I mentioned, I, I coach about 100 advisors across the country. I have yet to meet, meet a firm where the financial advisors are held to the fiduciary standard that are CPAs that understand estate and trust planning, uh, real estate, business succession, stock market, there are insurance license, income tax, authoritative income tax people, and financial planners. And so I can help people in a ways that somebody that only sells annuities cannot. I can help people in ways that somebody that only sells long-term care or only sells stock and bonds or stocks and annuities. They can't do it because they can't talk about all the other important things. So our brand essentially has become, we're, we have put a lot more time and effort into working on ourselves so we can help people at the highest level, help them with all of their issues uh, when it, where it comes to finances. And I think another thing too, it's honesty, it's credibility, it's putting your clients ahead of your needs. And really that is the definition of fiduciary and it is a legal obligation. But Brian, I know you, I know the advisors here at Madrona Financial and the accountants at Bauer Evans CPAs, even if you weren't required by law to operate that way, you would do it anyway. Oh yeah. And it was, you know, it's part of my DNA as a CPA all those years before. Before I became a registered investment advisory representative, that, that that's in your DNA is to do the right thing for your client. And so, of course, hopefully you were brought up that way too, which which I was. But, you know, it can be interesting out there because, you know, somebody dangles the mighty dollar in front of you. Do you grab it when it's the wrong thing to do? Well, you know, I, one of my favorite things to do is to tell somebody not to invest some money with me, you know. 
point out, well, you're going to need it for other things. You just mentioned them to me. That's why I asked these questions, these, these leading questions, and I got the answers I needed. You, do not give me that money to invest. You said you needed it for X, Y, and Z. What are you thinking? Why would you do that? And they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. Well, why are you turning me down? I said, because it's the right thing to say. You know, or, or why'd you tell me to pay off my mortgage? Well, because you wanted a safe investment and you're retiring and you don't have the cash flow to pay the mortgage. It made sense. Oh man, I feel so much better. Thank you. You know, I love those kinds of meetings. And here at Bedrota Financial too, the client is in control, aren't they? I mean, you can give the advice, but it's like a doctor. If you leave the hospital, you're doing it against doctor's advice, but I can't make you stay. Well, absolutely. It's, but I'm going to lead you and I'm going to give you my recommendations. So I'm going to say, well, these are some things you could do. But at the end of that, I say, look, they aren't my final recommendations at all because I didn't even know you before this. And so they were kind of placeholders. And we'll go over. So we talked about things that I knew you wouldn't be thrilled about. We talked about things I thought you would be. And I put them all out there. So now you have, you know, the first step is understanding what your options are. So we'll go through those options and I'll say, well, I kind of got the impression you weren't too excited about this one here. And no, not really. Great. Let's take it out. Oh, really? We can do that? Of course. It's your money. You get, you are ultimately deciding this, but I'm going to present the pros and cons of all the different things that you could do with it. And then we'll decide what works best for you. We've been talking about the 14 things to do to become a multimillionaire. It's an article in Inc. by Benjamin Hardy, Dr. Benjamin Hardy, that is. And in summary, they are invest at least 10% of your income in yourself. Invest at least 80% of your time off into learning. Don't work for money. Work to learn. Don't learn for entertainment. Learn to create more value. Invest at least 10% of your income into vehicles that will generate more money. Shift your motivation from getting to giving. Openly acknowledge how dependent you are on other people, the help that they give you. Create a win-win strategy, a strategic partnership to achieve 10x or 100x goals. Set 10x goals and face your fears. Get really, really good at marketing. Don't focus on time and effort. Focus on results instead. Shift your environments regularly. Define wealth and success for yourself. And finally, have a firm stand. It becomes your brand. And we also threw in the average of the five people that you associate with is what you become. So those are our tips to become a multimillionaire. Once again, if you would like a financial plan, no cost, no obligation from the advisors here at Madrona Financial, call 844-MADRONA. Also, be sure to check out the website. It's madronafinancial.com. Well, once again, Brian, we are out of time for this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us and invite you to join us again next week for another edition of Growing Your Wealth. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great Saturday. We'll talk to you again next week. The word volatile is rarely used when describing something desirable. It's usually not associated with pleasant outcomes and doesn't sound very appealing unless you're describing a roller coaster or some other thrill ride. And when it comes to your retirement plan, volatile is the last word you want to hear when talking about your nest egg. At Madrona Financial Services, we like to focus on other words when it comes to retirement planning, words like predictability, opportunity, and security. And while we may live in volatile times, there are strategies that you could be using right now to lessen or even possibly eliminate its impact on your portfolio. If you're concerned about your exposure to market volatility, call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA to schedule your complimentary review. We'll perform a risk analysis of your current portfolio and then discuss the ways we can help you achieve your retirement goals without taking unnecessary chances with your nest egg. Take back control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit us at 
MadronaFinancial.com. Many people are experiencing unexpected job loss and find themselves in uncharted waters. From some of the largest employers in our area laying off employees to the smallest having to close their doors, this is impacting many of us and our neighbors. Losing a job is hard enough, but with the added stress of what to do with your 401k or other employer-sponsored plans, it can feel overwhelming. At Madrona Financial Services, we are here to help bring clarity, direction, and strategy to your financial world. Our staff of wealth managers and CPAs can answer your questions and provide the type of guidance these times require. You can start by scheduling a complimentary phone call or virtual meeting so we can discuss your personal situation and how we may be able to help. There are important financial considerations when it comes to certain employer-sponsored plans. We'll help explain your options so you can avoid any unnecessary penalties or taxes. Schedule your complimentary meeting today at 844-MADRONA or online at madronafinancial.com. madronafinancial.com That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. At Madrona Financial Services, we help people finance their retirement so they can spend their time living life instead of worrying about it. The fact of the matter is, your portfolio will likely need to last about 30 years or more. And the sooner you do something about it, the better off you can be. So if you're not 100% sure that your plan is rock solid, call us today at 844-MADRONA for a review. It's super easy. We'll ask you a bunch of questions to find out what's most important in your life and what makes you happy. Next, we'll review your current plan, and then our team will strategize on ways to make your portfolio, your tax strategy, your use of Social Security, and an estate plan better suited for you. At Madrona Financial Services, we want your retirement to be about living life, and we'll sweat the small stuff for you. Call us today for your free review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us at madronafinancial.com.